Welcome to the Real Deal of Parenting podcast with Abby Johnson and Regan Long. This show covers all things pertaining to motherhood with authenticity, insight, and a healthy dose of humor with topics from a Christian perspective, ranging from the everyday challenges of raising kids of all ages to high profile issues and current events facing families. There's something for everyone. We've got a great new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. All right, we're live. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Abby, how's it going over there? It's going. You might be able to hear my screaming. They're not screaming because they're upset, though. This is happy screaming. Happy so screaming. What's, what's going on? Why are they happy? I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I hear happy screaming in the background. So I don't know what's going on. They're playing with dad, I think. So happy squeals are good. I am. Um, this morning, I I literally, I it, I don't know if you can see the steam. I just reheated my coffee. Um, it's been a morning here, and I know I think you and I touched on this before. And I, again, I'm trying to exude patience and put myself in teacher sh- shoes with the the all virtual stuff. Um, but I I don't think one of my my kiddos' teachers are happy with me because. I, li- I wrote about this yesterday. So there's now a new app. You and I have talked about Class Dojo yeah. before and so forth, right? So now there's like Class parents- Dojo and the monsters. I can't. And, and, and now there's like a parent square. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't. And so the, the teacher, and she's so sweet and she's phenomenal. And she had said, Reagan, like, you need to download this and then like log in here. And literally there was a list of like seven steps to do something today for Kelsey, who's my first grader. And I, I wrote back respectfully, and maybe it came off passive aggressive or short, but I, I try to write it as nice as I could. I'm like, no, I can't download that. Like for my sanity, I can't <laughs> download it. So I said, I appreciate you so much. If you could just email me whatever you're going to put on there, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I got a Mrs. Long. Well, this is what we use. But I just, I just, Tell me though, Abby, like what, what's wrong with email? Why do we need these things? I, I don't know. Like we're not doing virtual school, which is like, praise God. Like all my kids are in person, but I'm telling you like it, when we were doing virtual school last year, um, I like, I, I was, I could not, like, I could not stand the, the, and I, I guess like for some people, they, they like it. Like they like having, they like getting, they like not getting all the emails and stuff. But for me, I just shoot me an email. Cause I'm on, cause I'm on my email all the time on my phone. That's what pops up for me. I'm not on Class Dojo all the time. And believe it or not, it's actually not that user-friendly when you have a bunch of kids because you have to like go and choose the kids. And I couldn't figure out how to choose the different monsters. Like I couldn't figure out how to do it. And then I couldn't figure out which monster was which kid. Let me put an actual picture of my kid. Like, I know I keep talking about this monster thing, but like I, like like the bane of my existence. I could not memorize which monster was which kid. (laughs) 
please let me put a picture of my actual kid. Like right. it, it just, I was like, I cannot stand it. I could not stand it. Wow. I, and I literally, I told Terry, I had said, I don't know, several weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I don't even know the timeline. I'm like, if you want if you want to log on to the dojo thing, you go for it. I'm letting you know, I'm taking a stand for our family. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So if you want to log on there and figure it out, <laughs> I just have to, I don't know. So like you guys out there, kiddos who do virtual, like what do you got, do your, does your school district do you guys use just email? Do you use Class Dojo, Parent Square? I know there's like a couple other ones. And and I'm all about organization. But sometimes I'm like, I feel like it's the common core thing we spoke about where you're taking a one step problem solution and turning it into 17 steps that's unnecessary. There's so you know? many. How do we get this live viewer com? How do we get this off, this duck thing on the bottom of our screen? Oh, there we go. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I feel, I feel bad for all of you guys that are having to do this like virtual all the time. Cause it would, I'm, I'm literally, I found more. I would have to be medicated. So I, which I've never hit. So I box dye my hair. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't go to the, I, I box dye my hair and it's like, I've never had an issue with it. I, I grab a $10 L'Oreal box do brown, I box dye my hair. And typically when I first dye it, sometimes it gets too dark. So yesterday I box dyed my hair because I saw like the white, again, I skip gray. My stress level and anxiety just shoots me to a straight white hair coming in. Sure. Yeah. We don't mess with gray anymore. Right. I've, I've been promoted to white. So just I like see- Q-tip hair. <laughs> yeah. So I see all the white coming in and I'm like, okay, I'm due for my box dye hair. So I didn't leave it on long enough. And <laughs> And you can still see, like, this is what it does to me. It's like the anxiety. My hair just comes in more white. So apparently I, I took it off quicker yesterday. And then the kids were like, mom, it didn't work this time. We still see all your white. And I'm like, this is what it does to me. Like the extra. <sighs> so anyways, we'll get there. We'll all get there at some point. And it was refreshing. Abby and I were doing some some business emails, and and one of the people that emailed us last night were talking about some future things for Abby and I. And in parentheses, they wrote, "Because this virus, at some point, will have to subside. Life is going to have to return to normal at some point. And it's like it's just it's just going to have to. Like we have to go back to normal, right? I, like you would think eventually. Or I mean, you or, would think." have to to make it normal i saw this mom there was something on TikTok. this mom went into like rack room shoes to get her kids shoes and she was saying i didn't wear my mask in and i was supposed to and they still checked me out and everyone was looking at me and she's like i just think we just all have to just start doing it we just all have to start just being normal until it's normal again you know i just i don't know i don't know what it's going to take just more and more of us to just bring it back quicker, right? I know. I okay, let me tell you something. I want to tell everybody about something that's happening today at five o'clock central. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest event of my life that's happening today. It, it's the biggest event of my life that's happening all month. Okay. 
and it's happening today at five o'clock central. So Reagan, that's six o'clock your time. Okay, good. <laughs> set an alarm. Okay? I will. Because I've set an alarm at five o'clock. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it. Everybody needs to mark this website down. It's sissy, C-I-S-S-Y, Lala, L-A-L-A, sissylala.com. Okay. We can put it in the comments. Okay. Sissy Lala is a website for the most perfect mask. I never thought those two words would ever come out of my mouth. Perfect mask. Because I'm very anti-mask. Okay. Right. But if I'm going, if I have to wear a mask in places, which there are some places you just have to wear a mask, right? Like doctor's office, whatever. I go to physical therapy twice a week. I have to wear a mask, right? Right. right? If I'm going to wear a mask, this is the mask I'm going to wear. And I wish I, oh, I, no, I don't. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's this, it's a mesh mask. Okay. okay? But it doesn't look mesh. So I've, I've flown with it. I go, I travel with it. I've never been stopped. I've never had anybody be like, ma'am, you can't travel with that. Or you can't be in here with that or whatever. Okay. I, I forget I'm wearing it sometimes. Oh, wow. That's how amazing it is. I forget like it's on my face sometimes. It's super thin. Okay. It does not suck in when you breathe. Okay. Right. Sissylala.com. Everybody has got to go and order. I'm ordering like 15 masks so that I can give them out to people. They're the most amazing. And she only restocks like once every couple of months because they go, but you've got to set an alarm and go because they will sell out within like a couple of hours. Oh my God. So exciting. That's so good because even we try to find on Amazon, we try to find the most breathable ones. No, this is the most breathable. I have ordered, I swear. Okay. We have by our front door, we have one of those um, like benches with the like hooks and stuff on it. Okay. We have a hook just for mask and there's probably like 40 to 50 masks hanging on there. All the masks that we've tried, all the ones that we've bought, all this kind of stuff. Right? No, they're out of stock right now, Carrie. They're out of stock. Okay. But they're, she's coming back in stock today. She's having a release at five o'clock central time. Okay. So it's five o'clock central, six o'clock Eastern, four o'clock mountain. No. Wait. I need to pull up the Google. The- Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What did I say? Three six. o'clock Pacific, four o'clock mountain, five o'clock central, six oh. o'clock Eastern. Okay. Those are the times. So they're out of stock right now. She has a restock today. Okay. You got it. Now I will tell you though. The ones that are darker, so like that, I get the ones that are nude. They look like pantyhose, sort of. Oh. Um, but I get the nude ones. Those mm-hmm. are my. That's my favorite. But um, the ones that are darker, so like the black, the navy. Those I would not. I, those you can actually sort of tell that it's mesh, the darker it is, you can sort of tell. Yeah. So those, uh, I wouldn't wear on a plane because I think people would sort of be able to tell 
you right. know, but the lighter colors, like the pink, she has a really pretty rose color, like a blush color, the nude, the light blue, those colors, you cannot tell that it's mesh. Nice. Cause we just tried my oldest, um, who just turned 13, she's on a traveling soccer team. And I, it's so sad. I watch these girls out there with masks on, they're running, they're oh. out of breath. And I'm like, and Kendall, she has asthma. Oh no. And it's like, you know, we're outdoors. We're not. Yeah, why? We're so this will be amazing to. And to they find. do make kid sizes. She oh. has different kid sizes, and she has um, like little kids, sort of like a youth size, and then she has an adult size. And there's a sizing, um, you know, thing on there, like a a chart, you know, with the size of the mask. Right. So, um, okay, the name again, Kendall. Can you type, uh, Kendall? Um, <laughs> Kendall. <laughs> Uh, uh, can you have one of your daughters type it in? Uh, Reagan, can you type it in? Sissy, it's C-I-S-S-Y-L-A-L-L-L-A-L-A. Sissylala.com. Yeah. Got it. No, C-I-S-S-Y. What is it? It's not Sissy Lala? Yeah, it's C-I-S-S-Y. Oh, Okay, let me take that one off. Did I get it right the second time? Yeah, C I S S Y. Yep, that's it. Okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. So it's in the comments, guys. Yeah. Check them out. Five o'clock Central Time. Perfect. Okay, there you go. I took a lot of time on that, but I just want you to know it's the best mask out there. I and I've tried them all. Because right. I travel, I travel for a living. That's so yeah. I have to be on a plane sometimes for, I mean, like sometimes six hours a day, I'm sitting on a plane right. and I'm forced right. to have this stupid face diaper on. So I'm right. like, I, you know, I mean, I'm like desperately searching for a mask and this is the best one. I'm telling you, Perfect. hands down. So we'll have to, we'll have to try it out. So speaking of, speaking of things to buy, um, I'm not sure what you and Doug do. I'm not sure what everyone else does with, with their significant other. Um, so Valentine's day is coming up yeah. and, um, you know, I try to do, I try to, I'm not a crafty mom. I'm not a Pinterest mom. I, I have good intentions, but so I'm like, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to do something really cute. I'm going to literally, I took the kids construction paper. I cut out hearts and I'm like every day for like the next 12 days i'm gonna write something i love about each person on the hearts and i'm gonna hang them up i got this cute little thing in the kitchen and i'm like it's gonna mean so much to everyone <laughs> no no one no one loved it and then was like my husband was like i put on there the first day i put i i i love how he gets our kids so involved in sports and then the second day i put i love his cooking he's like those aren't even nice things, Reagan. He's like, it's basically you putting, I love how you hook up the printer. Like, that's not romantic. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, you know yeah, what? Total I'm fail. Like, You're trying to be nice and it was a total fail. And the kids are like, mom, what's it? I'm like, you know what? Mommy's stopping. And no one wrote yeah, anything done. for me. So, so, so when we were after church, we were in the car and... Terry's like, so what do you get me for Valentine's Day? I'm like, it's like a girl holiday, you know? Maybe exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. I don't get Doug crap. I don't okay. get him anything. Okay. That's so right. I'm on the right page. That's right. It is a girl holiday. I don't get him anything. No. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't get anything. That's for me. This is my holiday and it's for the kids. I get, I get the kids some candy, right. you know, I get them something and then he gets me stuff. This is for me. We're on the, yes. Yeah. No, the, no, it's a girl. It's a girl holiday. I don't give so him, I don't him Jack. Everyone's going to need to chime in and tell us, you know, what they think. Um, we're going to be like looking like bad wives. All these women are going to come in of all the things they do for their. I mean, I give them something. <laughs> it's Doug if he's watching this. <laughs> but that's so funny. Not really a gift. And I'm the type truly like, do I love flowers? Yes. But I'm not kidding. Like, if, give me an hour alone. Give me some chocolate-covered strawberries. Give me some Hershey bars, some Hershey kisses. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't expect a lot. Like, that's good enough for me. And I, you know, like, they're, my favorite food is crab legs. Crab legs, Ooh, just yeah. mm -hmm. and like once or twice a year, Terry will buy them, and he'll like cook them in like a big pot for me, and he lets me eat alone. Like I, I don't even want to. That's I nice. Don't come near me though. Let mommy. Yeah. Let, I have a whole thing. My arms are going. I'm cracking things. Just let me alone. <laughs> Put me alone. My arms are going. When I eat crab legs. <laughs> Like I am a like a professional. <laughs> I don't even need, I, I use a fork. I'm just like, just let me go. Give me a lot of butter to dump. I'll see you all in 20 minutes. I need my arms to go and I need to make a mess with butter. All right. Yeah. Don't touch me. Like that's all I need. You know? <laughs> yeah. Doug will let me like um nap. That's you know, like wow. Cause I I like naps. Right. Oh, so he'll be like, kids, go away. Like he'll lock the door, mm -hmm. let me nap. That's a good Valentine's Day present. Or like I'll take a long bath because I really like baths. You know. I Something love a like good hot bath. I yeah. love a good hot bath. So, but what happens is, or if I'll tell Terry, like I'm gonna go like hop in the tub. I'm gonna go shower for three minutes. Like, can you just make sure no one chokes or gets hurt or you yeah. know? And it's like, okay, okay. You know, when dad watches the kids, it's kind of different than mom. Like, they'll come. I'll be in the bathroom, and they'll come to the shower. Like, mom, can you open this? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes. I, no. Like, just walk past your dad. No. Oh, my like, gosh. Or you have so many siblings. That's why I had so many of you. <laughs> so that you can <laughs> so you can help each other. Go, go ask. Go yes. ask another one of the million siblings that I had. The buddy system. <gasps> And you know, people, it's so true. I was talking to a school secretary yesterday who was one of 11. And I'm like, how did, it's just like the older ones help raise the younger ones. That's what yes. eight kids, five That's kids, I my oldest, she helps run the house. Yes. It's just like, what you got to do? My grandmother was one of 22. Wow. And she's like a baby just, you know, kept coming every year. And it's like, <laughs> I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> you know? And it's like literally the older ones just raise the younger ones. You, it's just yeah, how you do it. Yeah, I know. Wow. I'm like I know they'll be like the kids will come in and be like, "Mom, like I'll be on my computer, like on the on a conference call on my computer, like 
putting on makeup. I mean, I'm like doing like a million things. And the kids are like, mom, can you open this bag for me? I'm like, like, go ask your sister, Grace. And they're like, she's on her computer. I'm like, I'm on my computer. And I'm on my phone. And I'm like, go ask any of the other like people, million people that live in this house. Yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's just, yeah, they could walk right past Terry and I'm in the shower. Mom, open this up for me. It's like the father was right there. Just go. <laughs> yeah. So, so a few extra breaks on Valentine's day. That's romantic. That speaks my love language. Just, I do want a gift though. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I do want to gift. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug, take note. Like, you better have gone out and got me something. <laughs> See, I am the type, of course I like gifts, but I'm I'm a card person. It, it doesn't even have to be, like the first card Terry got me, he just wrote, I love you, and then Terry. That was it. And I was like, this is it? He's like, I spent 45 minutes looking through cards to pick out the perfect card. I'm like, that's how you wrote it though? Like you could write on a crumpled piece of paper, like with crayon, and that is good for me. I like heartfelt, like a letter, a card. You know, like, I really like that. But then, you know, gifts are nice, too, for sure. Now, I'll throw a card away. Oh, you give me a gift. Love you, see. I don't care about a card. I'll just throw those away. Give me a gift. I've been working hard. Uh, yeah, I do. And I do like, fl I like flowers. I sent myself flowers during Christmas. Um, <laughs> I like that. Doug, like, now who are these from? <laughs> I was, I was sending people flowers and um, just like people who I love and like and people on my staff and stuff who yeah. I just felt like, you know, deserve some flowers. Right. So I, I was like sending some people flowers and then I was like, you know who else wants flowers? Me. <laughs> so I sent myself some flowers. I love so. that. I love that. Seriously. So I was like, what? <laughs> did you write yourself a card? Did you write yourself a card? You did. <laughs> so I was like, so then it was like having to write on the card. You know, it was like, it made you write a card. So I, was like, you I was like, what are I around the car? I was like, Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I love, see, that's what we need to do more of, you know? Seriously. Send ourselves. were beautiful. So <laughs> that was like, who, when they came, you know, the guy delivered them. <laughs> Doug was like, who are the flowers from? And I was like, me. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh my God. Hey, it works. I was like, I wanted flowers. So from me to me. I got myself some flowers. Oh my yeah. God. I was like, well, you aren't sending me any. So <laughs> someone's got to step up to the plate around there. Like, wow. <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh my god i love it 
So what did you, did you guys even watch the Super Bowl this weekend? No, I honestly, I'm, I didn't care about either one of the teams. Yeah. Um, I knew Tom Brady was going to win. What I mean, I was like, I mean, Tom Brady's gonna romp Mahomes, so um, I knew Tampa Bay was gonna win, and um, I really, I'm really over the NFL, yeah, um, and they're you know just their buy-in to everything liberal, um, and so I was like, I you know, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm just not interested. So, um, we didn't watch it and we did watch though. Instead that show impractical jokers. Do you ever watch that show? I've heard of it. No, I haven't watched it. It is so funny. So we binged impractical jokers and played card games and it's cute. And then of course, Tampa Bay won. Like, I mean, like we knew they would. So we didn't exactly. really, we really missed anything. So yeah. yeah, my bills, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they really thought this could have been our year. We made it so yeah. far. And then when yeah. the Bills lost, I lost all interest. And then <clears throat> a friend showed up here Friday and she's like, What are your guys' plans for the Super Bowl? And I'm like, oh, I even forgot it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, and then the halftime show, like, you know, you go from like J Lo and Shakira. It was so, you know, like every, and then to the weekend, which I just was like, what? You, what? I don't know. I always like, I, I typically like the commercials and the halftime show. And I had no interest at all this year. Mm-mm. Yeah. And the weekend is so, like, his songs are so nasty. They're yeah. like so dirty. I mean, right. if you actually like listen to. Right. The lyrics. The lyrics of his songs are like so nasty. And I was like, meh, me, like not interested. So, um, you guys kind of boycotted the Super Bowl and yeah, we sort of, we just weren't interested. So we didn't watch it. And then, you know, and then just knowing like just the whole, you know, knowing that it's, you know, really the, um, the, the tie in with, the Super Bowl and sex trafficking and it just sort of ruins the whole thing for me. It's I never, and I'm ashamed to admit this. Um, I never knew that it was one of the highest trafficked weekends was, but it, it all makes sense. Um, that's just, it's just so sad. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, before we, before you became partner at the Real Deal of Parenting months ago, I had you on. We were so excited. I had you on as a guest. I interviewed you, and the week before, we had on Tim Ballard, um, who's one of the main advocates of, of human trafficking. And it's startling to know the true facts around it. And I know a lot of parents feel better, just kind of putting their head in the sand and just not even wanting to know. I don't even want to hear that. A lot of People are like, uh, that's just inflated information. That's just more conspiracy theory stuff. We live in a safe area that doesn't happen here. And, you know, Tim had shared it's I guarantee you it's happening where you live. It's happening everywhere. And and the thing of it is, it's not it's happening so frequently right beneath everybody's nose because it's not like a, a child is being captured 
with with a, a scary person with a, their hand around their mouth and dragging them into a van right. and them racing away. It's right. happening quietly and gently right. and literally right in front of you. And we don't even realize it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I don't know if I told this story on here, but um, I was in Vegas with uh, some girlfriends a few years ago. We went to go see Mariah Carey in concert because Mariah Carey is my friend's like all-time favorite singer. And so for her birthday, we had gotten her tickets to see Mariah Carey in Vegas. So anyway, we had gone to a piano bar um, after the concert and it was like, it was late. It was like two o'clock in the morning or something. Mm -hmm. We were <clears throat> walking down the strip back to our hotel and um, you know how they have like, <laughs> you know how they have those like characters, people that like dress in yes. Elmo yep. or Batman yep. or whatever and yeah. like, you can take yeah. a picture of them, but then they want money. Like so you take a picture of them but they want money and it's so weird. Right. Anyway, and I don't like people in costumes. So anyway, so <clears throat> freaks me out. So anyway, um, we're walking back to our hotel and we see these people sort of like in this like area where there was like a McDonald's and there were like a, it was sort of this little plaza area. Mm -hmm. And um, we see this kid that was dressed up in a costume and he took his little hat thing off, his little helmet thing off. And it was a kid. Like he looked like he was like maybe like 11 or 12 years old. Mm. And he was with these other like men who were dressed up like Batman or I don't know, like Avenger characters or whatever. And so this group, you know, this group, there were five of us were like, we're walking and we like look at this kid and then we walked maybe 20 feet. Right. And we all sort of like stopped and it was sort of like collectively, we all realized at the same time, like, wait a minute, that, that wasn't right. Right. So we stop and we look at each other and we're like, we got to go back and get that kid. You know, like right. the kid's not supposed to be out at two o'clock in the morning. Like right. this is, this is off. Yeah. We turn around. It had not been 30 seconds. Okay. Mm -hmm. We turn around. We all walk back looking like a bunch of moms, right? right? We all turn around and walk back. They're all gone. Mm. The entire group. There had to be like three to four of them. The entire group, the kids gone. We start searching. We're like looking in the restaurant, looking in. They're gone. It's like they disappeared. And it was almost like they saw us. Like they realized wow. that we realized wait a minute, something's off here. Right. And it's like, they saw a stop and like realize, wait a minute, something's, something's going on here. And they took off. Mm. And, and I thought that kid was probably being trafficked and it, and it was right in front of our face. And think of the thousands and thousands of people who walked by that little boy that day on the Vegas strip of all places yeah. walked by him and had no idea what was going on. And that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying is like, Oh yeah. And that's what Tim was saying. It happens in front of our faces every single day. And we don't even notice it because yeah. these kids are threatened 
and their fa- their family, you know, they threaten their families. They say, if you, you know, if you run, if you scream, if whatever, we're going to go kill your families. Yeah. So they're threatened into submission. Yeah. And so we walk by it every day. We see it every day, you know, at the grocery mm-hmm. store. And we have no idea that right. we may be walking by a child that's being trafficked, that's been kidnapped. And, and we don't think anything about it. I know. It's they Tim had shared in one of the videos that it's it's easy to order a child for trafficking as it is to order a pizza. And um, it's it's so sickening. You know, drug dealing has always been the biggest money maker globally. But now human trafficking has has surpassed that. Why? Because you know, think of it when you when you sell drugs, you use them once and they're gone. You can sell a child and use them over and over and over again. And um, it's truly it's heart wrenching. It's sickening. And um, because it's done in such a way that is going underneath even the uh, caring moms like you and I, it's it's happening underneath our noses that um, I don't, it's, it's like, how do we attack this monster, this evil, yeah. you know? <sighs> well, we had something, uh, <clears throat> we had something really um, crazy happen in the pro-life movement over the weekend. Mm. I woke up Saturday to uh, a bunch of messages from, from friends of mine in the pro-life movement Um a guy uh, who I didn't know well, but I, I knew him um, was arrested uh, for distributing and for collecting and distributing uh, child pornography. And uh, I mean, this guy was mommy's on the phone. Um, um, and he, uh, was 27 years old, uh, you know, young guy, you know, very attractive, very well-spoken, very articulate, very involved in the pro-life movement. Um, you know, spoke at the March for Life a few years ago. Uh, you know, really inserted himself in a lot of, you know, uh, well-known pro-life groups. Um, But he was uh, involved in this, like, child pornography. I know that's not the right term. It's supposed to be something else. But anyway, um, this child pornography, like, ring and had been they had been investigating him for months for like 8 months and finally made an arrest and he had never been around my children or anything like that but um you know i have a lot of friends in the pro life movement who you know he, he had been around their children and you know they you know now my friends are having to have you know conversations with their kids like you know did he ever have you know weird contact with you or did he ever take pictures of you or, you know, and it's crazy because 
you know, this is a guy who I wouldn't have thought anything about this guy taking my boys to the bathroom, right? If they needed to go to the bathroom or I wouldn't have thought anything about this guy being around my children. He yeah. seemed like a completely safe, solid, trustworthy. Yeah. Right. Um, but it just, it, it just goes to show you that there are people who are doing these things who are, you know, they're hiding in plain sight. They are, you know, all around us, um, gaining yeah. our trust, yeah. gaining access to our children. Um, We've, we, you know, this guy was, you know, he was a, you know, Catholic guy going to mass every week, you know, just around us all the time. Yeah. You know, and we've seen, <clears throat> it really opened my eyes. And I think so many others when the Jeffrey Epstein saga came out on Netflix, I think that was the first major push of, wait, what? What's happening? What's been going on? Um, you know, and is it was just thrusted into the media, like this is a for real thing. And when you look at the people who have been caught, a lot of them are these, these big political figures or donors or in charities or coaches, priests have done it, teachers, um, just other parents, people who they try to get into, uh, you know, avenues that you have access to children, right? The most that would make it the easiest way to have to have access to kids. Um, so it's from all trustworthy walks of life, you know, doctors, police officers. I mean, every, you know, it, it's hard because like you and I spoke about this weekend, Abby, when something like this happens, someone who's been in the pro-life movement, it, 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 it puts a shadow over, oh, yeah. he's in the pro-life movement. When a priest does it, it puts a shadow over the Catholic church. Well, aren't you leaving the Catholic church? You know, what about a police officer? You know, there's doctors, teachers, police officers, coaches. You know, unfortunately, Satan is everywhere. Evil is has been infiltrated into every facet of life, every occupation, every everything. And so, you know, no, could do, do, should we be sitting in the closet, rocking, crying in fear and never stepping foot out of our house or on? No, we can't, we can't live like that, but do we have to be abundantly cautious and have difficult conversations with our children that we would never want to have, that we would never need to have growing up? It, you know, it's, yeah. well, and I think that's another reason that we have to really protect our children from social media. I mean, that's why Grace does not have, I mean, she's 14, but she does not have access to social media. Right. Um, she does not have access to YouTube. Um, oh my gosh. You know, I'm the uncool mom, right? And I'm okay being the uncool mom because I'm also the mom that's protecting her very vulnerable 14 year old daughter. So, you know, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we have to, 
I think parents don't understand the dangers of social media for young kids. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I see what's out there on TikTok and Snapchat and things like that. And I think parents don't really, they think they're hard. They think these apps and these, you know, social media programs are harmless, um, but they're not. And they're, they are rife with predators looking for our children, you know, looking for young people to exploit. And no matter how many times you talk to your kids about this stuff, your kids are just vulnerable. Kids are just trusting. That's just the way that they're meant to be, right? And that's the way you want them to be. You don't want your children to be like cynical douchebags. Like you want your kids to be kind-hearted and tender-hearted and trusting. That's the way you want them to be. Um, but let, let, me, let me give you the perfect example of just the pure ignorance. My sweet little eight-year-old, Kennedy, who is just the kindest soul ever, she plays Roblox, which you think would be a, a safe game, right? Because they build and they make houses yeah. and little people and it's she was on there and we've told our kids again and again, and she is our best listener out of all the five kids, but she didn't even realize what she was doing. We're, we're like, you know, you don't talk to strangers. You don't give out your name or address to people you don't know. Obviously she's on there. And another little girl who was eight asked, where do you live at? What's your street? We should get together and play. And she, I had caught her as she was typing our address to this little girl. And as I reviewed the conversation she was having on Roblox, um, it was absolutely an adult portraying to be an eight-year-old. And my Kennedy was like, mommy, but what am I doing wrong? No, this right. isn't a bad person. This is an eight-year-old girl like me. Yeah. I'm like, honey, they, this could be a 40-year-old man. So our kids, even though we've had so many conversations, and this is my child who listens to everything I say, she didn't even understand. She thought it was a safe other little girl who wanted to meet up to play. And I, so it is just everywhere. And the best thing that, that Tim Ballard had said when he was talking about social media apps and what what's the age for your kid? What's the safe age? What's right? He said, would you let your child at whatever age, let's say 14, would you let Grace out? to go to a nightclub by herself from like, you know, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. Would you let Grace go? And everyone's like, well, of course we wouldn't. And he's like, then you never let your child have access to social media behind closed doors that you're not seeing at all times. He's like, period. No matter what it is that the safe, you know, like I thought Roblox was safe. No, it's not. Anything they're on, TikTok, you know, that they're seeing, he's like, you need to have full 100% access knowing everything that's happening, moderating it, it because otherwise, trust me, someone, again, th these, these predators are like sharks just swimming because it's the yeah. easiest place. And he said too, the numbers are up with, and I see Melissa child exploitation, the numbers are up since the pandemic because everybody's at home. Everybody's on their, their phones, their electronics. Everyone's on their device. Well, and that's, a, that's the thing about these apps too for, mm -hmm. Uh, virtual learning, our kids are on the internet All because the of these apps. Yep. So the kids are being forced to be on the internet to submit work and stuff like that. That's opening up a whole new like Pandora's box because mm -hmm. they have to be online. 
And whereas before they didn't have to be online for right. school, now they have to be online. Right. Right. Um, and so now they have access to things that maybe many kids didn't have access to before. And, you know, I mean, I think the rule in every home is that your kids should not have access to their computer in their own room. I mean, if your kid is going to have a computer, it needs to be out in a common area in a family room where you can see what they're doing, because right. you may think your little Casey or whatever is so sweet, would never do anything wrong on the computer. Well, your Casey can be nasty. Okay. Your Casey can start clicking on things that they shouldn't be clicking on because your Casey is curious. You don't ever have to teach a child to do the wrong thing. Okay. Right. That's why kids first words half of the time is no, because <laughs> kids are going to do the wrong things. That's why it's our job as parents to steer them to do the right things. I mean, it, th this is part of being a parent is, is yeah. telling them no. Right. That's what we do. 95% of my day is telling my toddlers, no, don't do that. Maggie, Lucy, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's what we're doing. Right. As parents, and that doesn't stop just because your kids become teenagers. And, and I think so many parents, and there was even times I have had to check myself on it of wanting to be my kid's friend and wanting to be loved and liked and that boundary of no, I'm their parent. I'm if they like me all the time, I'm not doing my job. Do you know right. what I mean? if they like me all the time, I'm I'm just not doing my job. And so we're gonna disappoint our kids because of our boundaries. And if you're not disappointing your kids and upsetting them, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're <laughs> doing it wrong. And that's what I've told my kids and especially my two oldest ones. They've been very vocal of they love me and later they'll apologize. But they've really been checking me on attitudes when I've been coming down harder on them. I don't like you. You're just a mean mom. Well, good, good that you right. don't have to like me right now because this is this is what I'm taking away. This is what I'm doing. This is what's not happening anymore. So it's OK to not like me right now. Yeah, that's not going to change my decision. I'm glad you don't like me. Yeah, good. <laughs> mark for me. Yeah, I'm not trying to be your friend. Guess what? <laughs> you know, and that's the hardest part of parenting. And it's, and it's, I have to work on my consistency. I know that, that my consistency is, um, I, I need to be better about that. But it's, you know, we're all a work in progress. But yeah, parenting is not for the faint of heart. And it's, it's, it's having thick skin to know it's okay for your kids to to be upset and not like you. And if all the other kids in the school or in the neighborhood or in your clique of friends are still allowed to do something and you're the only one that's not, I sorry, you know? But I think that's why we have so many whiners in the young population today. Like they can't have a civil dialogue. They can't argue their point effectively. Um, I think that's why our society is so rife with cancel cancel culture right now. Um, because if they disagree with someone, then they just want to cancel them outright. They can't be open to different ideas. Right. Um, they can't dialogue. They can't listen. Um, I mean, I can't even tell you, uh, you know, I'll, I mean, I had a priest the other day um, call me an arsonist. Um, because he disagrees with me. I never once have I set fire to anything. Um, 
I mean, unless it's a candle, you know what I'm supposed to. Um, that's, that's where we're at today. But that's where we are. It's like, if you disagree with someone, we are going to call them names. We're going to lie about them. We're going to cancel them. Um, you know, right now, I mean, I'm dealing with that at the Catholic University of America. Their pro-life group uh, decided to cancel my talk because they're, they were heavily pressured by their, uh, whatever, their priest, the chaplain of the university, heavily pressured them to cancel my talk because I'm supposedly a racist, because I am, uh, you know, an insurrectionist, a seditionist, because I went to go listen to President Trump's speech at the Capitol. Nowhere, I was nowhere near uh, the, you know, the, the break-in at the Capitol. I was in my hotel when that actually happened. Um, but, uh, you know, because I was simply there to listen to President Trump, I'm, I'm, you know, part of the Capitol riot. Uh, I'm part of the mob that entered the Capitol. Um, you know, I'm an arsonist. Um, you know, I'm a racist. I'm all of these things. And that, but that's where we are in our society. And so because of that, I'm, I should be canceled. Right. And so, you know, the Catholic University of America, the pro-life group caved under pressure, decided to cancel my talk. So then the college Republicans were like, that's ridiculous. So they said, well, then we'll have her come and talk. Um, and so I'm still giving my talk tonight um, at the Catholic University of America um, for the college Republican group. But, and then I go and look at the comments on the Instagram. This, this is so crazy. Okay. I go look at the comments on the CUA college Republicans group. Okay. Announcing that I'm speaking. So, you know, a lot of the comments are like, Oh, thanks for bringing a racist and a homophobe. Cause you know, because I don't believe in, in homosexual marriage, that means I'm a homophobe. I'm scared of homosexuals apparently, which, okay, that's not true. I'm not scared of them. I just believe in traditional marriage. Okay. Um, the other half of the comments, Reagan, these, this was the comment. Pee pee poo poo. All right. All right. <laughs> pee pee poo poo. And that's when you have to feel good. When you look at same thing, when I get a text and I look. What, I, what does that even mean? Pee pee poo poo. That. <laughs> That's the caliber of people that we have raised today that are now in university. When they disagree with something, they literally go to a comment box and write pee pee poo poo. Oh, I just, that's, that's crazy. And what I was going to say, some of the things that I had seen is what's hard is it's it hypocrisy at its finest. So somebody who's writing something, calling you out for something or somebody else, because we're seeing this everywhere. They're they're It's hypocrisy. They're doing exactly what they're accusing the other person of. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 maddening. And then the people in the comments who know 
you know, nothing about you and, and what you stand for. It's, it's so I'm hard. like, so my thing is like, we'll come to the talk. We're going to have a and a So right. if you really think I'm a racist, if you really That's think right. I'm transphobic or homophobic right. or whatever you think I am, then come to the talk and ask sure. me about it. Yeah, These people talk. have never had a conversation with me. Right. They, they really don't know anything about me. Right. But I find that there has been sort of, I mean, there are so few um, Catholic colleges that I would allow my kids to go to at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, because I find that there has been this liberal ideology that has infiltrated the Catholic church and particularly mm -hmm. Catholic colleges. Um, and it's, it's frightening to me. It's, it's sad. And, and I, I see it even with, you know, particularly this liberal ideology, <laughs> uh, even with mask wearing, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, uh, we, my kid, you know, my kids go to a private Catholic school and we play other private schools, right? Mm -hmm. And the majority of them are private Christian schools. And so when we, my, my daughter, Grace plays, you know, all the sports. And so, um, obviously gets her athletic ability from her mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so athletic. Um, just kidding. And, uh, and so she plays all these sports. And so we play these other Christian schools that are non-Catholic now we're required in the stands at the Catholic school to wear masks. I mean, they are like adamant that everybody wears masks, like mask, 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 right? Every, mm -hmm. um, but all the, the, the Christian schools that we play, none of them are wearing masks. Yeah. Like they're not worried about it at all. But I think what's happened is this has sort of happened in the Catholic church that we're, we now, and particularly at Catholic schools that, you know, the Catholic church has taken on sort of this like seamless garment, like whole life sort of ethic ethics. So mm -hmm. in order to be pro-life, you have to wear a mask in order to be pro-life. You have to believe in amnesty for illegal immigrants in order to be pro-life. You have to, um, believe in, in climate change. Right. You, know, you have to be Greta Thunberg in order to, you know, be pro-life, you have to be anti-death penalty in order to be pro-life. You have to blah, blah, blah. You have to get the right. vaccine. Um, and that really, all that does is do a disservice to what the pro-life movement is actually about. And the pro-life movement is actually singularly focused on ending abortion. Right. But what's happened, particularly in the Catholic Church, is they have taken on this seamless garment, uh, you know, um, ethic, and it has dumbed down, it has watered down the actual pro-life movement, and it has allowed this sort of liberation theology, this liberalism to enter into the church and and so now we see 
liberalism entering into our colleges. And so now we can't have, you know, normal conversations Mm -hmm. because now the death penalty is equal to abortion. Now climate change is equal to abortion. Now, you know, immigration issues are equal to abortion when actually that's entirely untrue. And so if you are against illegal immigration, you're a racist. You know, if you are, um, you know, if you're not for mask wearing, you want to kill the elderly. And and so we have all of these uh, untrue statements being thrown out at people and it's it's so dangerous and it it is it is indoctrinating good kids at these universities and it's changing our universities which used to be good universities but it's changing them for the worse right I, I went I went to a Catholic university actually Mercyhurst University up in in Erie Pennsylvania loved it um, just just a beautiful school and I, so I'm not I, the whole thing for me the bigger picture and and this is what I keep going back to and saying to people the whole thing with liberalism and modernism and conforming to the times and it's a different time and the church needs to adapt and and I think where Catholicism right now, what's scary with the liberal Catholics and liberal Christians, okay, is God doesn't change or conform to the times. So again, I'm not trying to do a on Reagan on the pedestal. I'm right. You're wrong. I just go back to what I know about God. God doesn't change ever. It's always the same. He's not going to conform to the times because we're now living in 2021. God doesn't change his mind and say that wasn't okay 2000 years ago, but because it's 2021, we're going to let that slide now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As we're being pushed, especially Christians to adapt and conform and to accept and to change your viewpoints. I stand firm in what I know God stands for. And no matter what around me is changing, I, I that's where I just try to stay planted. Just because this is where we're living, living in, and I'm not going to conform to the times because God isn't and won't, and he's not going to change his mind. So that's where it's frustrating. Would, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, and I think one of the most frustrating things is that people are right now, they are living in this place of fear and over and over and over again, God's word says, do not be afraid. Right. And, but right now people are just living in fear. And a lot of it is because of fear mongering that's taking place in our country, but it's just this fear. And I'm like, And so people are, you know, they're missing out. They're missing seeing their families. They're, you know, not seeing their loved ones. They're because of fear. And I'm thinking, what are we, do we not believe in what God said? Like, do not be afraid. 
That doesn't mean don't be afraid of this thing, but you can be afraid of this thing. Do not be afraid. And, you know, that's, that's just what I keep going back to. And if you are secure in your eternal life with Christ, then what are, I mean, really, what are you scared of? Right. And, you know, two things. One, we have to remember where fear comes from, right? Who it comes from, mm-hmm. where that's perpetuated. And two, when we're looking at a government worldly standpoint, when you have people in fear, independent, you have full control over them. Yes. So if you keep people living in fear, that's that's the best thing for them. And so when you're able to rationalize and know where does fear come from? Why is this being perpetuated? Why do they want us to literally, I just refuse to even watch the news really. Um, It's, I I refuse to, and I know I fight it daily. I have, you know, I've always battled anxiety and I think as a parent, I, I battle it daily and I have to remind myself of this, but something I wrote yesterday that I want to reassure everybody about is these are crazy times we're living in, but make no mistake. God chose all of us right now for these crazy times that we're living in. He chose us. He chose our children. There was no mistake in placing us to be here during these uncertain, unsettling times. And do I know anything? No. Um, But do I feel like it's going to get a little worse before it gets better? Yes. Uh, But I do know that this is a time where, if anything, you have to repent, you know, lean into Christ more than ever, be firm standing there. And, and I, I have to, someone had wrote, are you both wearing miraculous medals? Abby, I know you have on your miraculous medal. I actually have on the sacred heart of Jesus, which I want to get both. I had a miraculous medal, the baby broke it and I lost the medal. So I actually want to like double up and have both Mary and Jesus. Um, But it's, I feel like it's a time where you just have to armor up with God. You have to be living your life right, doing the best you can. And if you're armored up, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be living in fear, right? If you know who you're living for, where you're going, um, you're right. Yeah. There's no reason for it. No reason to be scared. Right. Good grief. I'm, I mean, none of us should be scared of death. Look at where we're living right now. (laughs) I know there's sometimes I'm like, Lord, take me up. I'm ready now. (laughs) Heaven sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to where we're living right now. I've said to Terry, I'm like, do you think we're in purgatory right now? Like, do you think this is, we're like paying for our past, like, like this is purgatory. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think you're frozen. Can you see me? Can you hear me? Does anyone else see Abby frozen? Oh man, Abby's frozen. Well, so Abs, I don't know if you can hear this, but I think that was kind of our, um, a good place to stop. We went a little over time uh, today. Is Abby's pulling her hair back frozen? Um, so I'm going to wrap it up guys. And 
this was a really good talk. I, I love how deep Abby and I can go into things. And um, anyways, let us know your thoughts. Um, you know, we're always looking for feedback and conversations to get into with everybody. And uh, I don't know. I just really look forward to this time every Tuesday morning. So appreciate you all. I hope everyone has a fabulous um, rest of your day. Um, blessings to everybody. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at therealdealofparenting.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. Let's talk soon.